Today I want to talk about above the clouds, the sun is always shining. And today I want to talk about how to be positive in a negative world and looking afresh at the goodness and the graciousness of God in our lives. If you've got your Bible, I'd love you to turn with me to John chapter 19, verse 30. And in John, it talks about what was perceived by some at sometimes in history, the most negative moment in history was perceived by some, particularly maybe some of the disciples at the time. But right here, Jesus says these words that could be, in fact, in my opinion, and in some people's opinions, the most positive words in human history. John chapter 19, verse 30. So when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. And bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. You think at the time of the cross where Jesus died, there was anguish and sadness. And Jesus said these words, it is finished. If you read the whole Bible through, you realize that what could have seemed the most negative moment in history was actually the most positive moment in history. <laughs> Where Jesus paid the price on, our, on the cross that we could come before God, like Dad was talking about today. We could come, our sin would be forgiven and we could come into relationship with God. Wonderful. That come on all the demonic things that maybe have entered into our life through sin or through our family. The devil would be stripped of his power and we could be totally free. Isn't that amazing? And we be, could be connected with God to walk in his blessing and favor and wisdom every day. What could be the most negative situation with the power of God can be the most positive situation. God can turn it all around. In Luke chapter 8, verse 22, Jesus is teaching his disciples how to live a life of positivity, how to live a life of faith. Today, I want to just touch on maybe one of the most well-known passages in the Bible, but I feel that God wants to help us today through it. In Luke chapter 8, verse 22, it says this, Now it happened on a certain day that he got into a boat with his disciples and said to them, Let us cross over to the other side of the lake. Some of Jesus' disciples, they were fishermen. That was their occupation. They were fishing all the time. But Jesus came along and saw something more in them. He saw the purpose in their life and said, you might have been fishers of fish, those scaly, slimy things that Taylor loves. <laughs> but I think you could be fishers of men. I see something in you that maybe you don't even see in yourself. You know, and the same with God today for every person in this room. God sees more in you than you see in you. God, God sees potential in you that you don't even know is there. You know, I've been thinking a little bit, meditating on the heart of God recently. And I thought, you know, whenever you want to see what God's like, you look at Jesus. Jesus in John chapter 15, it says that Jesus did nothing. The son did nothing unless he saw the father do it. So if you ever want to see Jesus, you can just look. If you ever want to see God the Father, you just look at Jesus. I think out of all the things that Jesus could have done when he came to earth, he healed sick people. I think, isn't that amazing? Not, then a lot of these people weren't perfect church people. They weren't the priests. They weren't even people who maybe had grown up in church their whole lives. They were what the Bible calls sinful people. But God so loved them that he went and sent Jesus to them to heal them. Doesn't that say amazing thing about who God is? And, and you know, one of the things that I deeply know that, that I want church to be, because I think it's God's heart, is God wants his church to be holy. I know that when church is holy, the presence of God begins to move. 
But you know, one of the things that as a pastor you can get is you can get on behavior management. Everyone be more like this, be more like this, do this, don't do this, do this. Till people go, I can never be perfect enough. (laughs) But I realized that what God wants to do is because sin is missing the mark and God wants to heal whatever's broken in your heart that causes you to sin so that you can live up to a higher place. You know, if you're someone at work who has to control everything, Maybe in life you've had people abandon you or you thought people were on your side and then they've attacked you and it's created someone who's defensive, who's controlling all the time. God wants to heal that in you so that you can be free to love again. God is not into pressing you down. He's into setting you free so that you can rise above. That's positive. (laughs) And it talks about Jesus tells these disciples, he hops in the boat with them and says, let's cross over to the other side. God will always dream your future bigger than you will. (laughs) Matt Flegler was preaching last Sunday night and he's talking about how he's a passion to help business people really thrive, really succeed. And he thought, you know what? I think I want to help a thousand business people. I think that's my goal. And all of a sudden in prayer, he felt the Holy Spirit say, how about a (laughs) hundred thousand? I remember Taylor. Taylor's a social worker, my wonderful, incredible, beautiful wife by profession. <laughs> the best gift God's given me. <laughs> but Taylor is a social worker by profession and a financial counsellor. And a few years ago, she's in her 20s, Taylor, and she had a, a job opportunity came up for someone to be the team leader of over 20 staff. Taylor was a young 20-year-old, and her immediate thought was, I couldn't do that. Or, you know, saw the opportunity. It's not for me. Hey, Taylor. But as you began to pray, you felt the Holy Spirit say, that job's yours. <laughs> and so here she was, this young person with a bit of get up and go, applied for the job. Now Taylor is a team leader of over 20 staff in her workplace. You see, <laughs> these people were just fishing slimy things out of the ocean. And Jesus picked them up and said, hey, I want you to be world changers. And they had to hop in the boat with Jesus. You know, the great thing about when you decide to step out in faith and trust God with your life, it says here that Jesus was in the boat with them. The Bible says that Jesus will never leave you, nor will he forsake you. You know, when you think about God, do you think about how do you see God? Do you see him as angry and negative and stressed? Or do you see God as someone who, as the Bible talks about, is the God of all hope? Do you see him as the God of all possibility? How do you see God? And God wants to take you on a journey of enlarging you, making you a bigger person. For the business people in the room, if I was to give you as an investment opportunity, you've got two choices. Option number one, a person who has never managed millions of dollars before, and all of a sudden you just gave them the money, that's one option. Or someone who over years and years of years has learned to be a great steward of, of large sums of money and, and, and I had the capacity to handle that sort of finance and had grown on a journey, which one would you give the finance to? The second one, right? And the same thing God wants to do with us. He wants to take us on a journey of growing our souls, growing our spirits, growing and enlarging our lives so that we can handle greater measures of influence for his kingdom.
And God, God is not the God. God is a God who will take you on a journey of taking you from glory to glory, from strength to strength. He can take the most challenging situation and use it to teach you the wonderful things of the kingdom. <laughs> so keep your heart up, keep your head up, keep cheering. And so these disciples get in the boat and they launched out. Like this morning, they took a step of faith. They said, I'm going to apply for that job opportunity. I'm going to tell my friend about Jesus. I'm going to invite my nephew and niece to church. I'm going to start to pray bigger prayers than I've ever prayed. They launched out. Friend, maybe today it's time for you to launch out again into the possibilities of God. But as they sailed, he fell asleep. Remember, whatever Jesus is, you can see the heart of God. Can I say today, God is so compassionate, so moved by the pain that's happening in the world. But at the same time, God is at complete rest. To be a positive person, you've got to learn how to rest. You've got to learn how to breathe. You know, as the psalmist said, who was the king of a country, a giant killer, he said, be still and know that I am God. You've got to realize that God, sometimes we want things in a flash and God says, I'm working on you over time. Just keep trusting me. And Jesus was asleep in the boat, asleep, having a rest. The Bible says on the seventh day of creation, what did God do? He rested. God today is so powerful and so quick, but God today is at perfect peace within himself. What a wonderful thought. And he fell asleep, and as a windstorm came down on the lake, and they were filling with water, and they were in jeopardy. And they came to him and awoke him, saying, Master, Master, we are perishing. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water, and they ceased, and they were calm. But he said to them, Where is your faith? And they were afraid and marveled, saying to one another, Who can this be? For he commands even the winds and the water, and they obey him. Can I say, when you're going through a challenge in life, the person to turn to is Jesus. <laughs> These disciples, they were on a faith journey, and all of a sudden it got a little bit too overwhelming. Guess where their first default was? Jesus. I mean, they were on the boat, but now circumstances, not the medicine cabinet. Come on, not the pub. <laughs> Come on, not overeat. The, the place where they went straight away was the Saviour. Can I tell you, when you start living a life of faith, you're going to need to know how to call on the Savior. You're going to need to know how to call on Him and let Him rescue you and move in power in your life. Jesus is the Savior. Can I tell you to Him, you can run to Him. Come on, in, in your pain, you can run to Him in your joy. You can run to Him in your stress. You can run to Him in your frustration. You can always run to Jesus Christ. He is good and He is faithful. You don't have to wait till your life's perfect to run to Jesus. The best time to run to Jesus is 24-7 all the time, seven days a week. He is the Savior. Run to Jesus. The amazing thing about Jesus is He lived and taught these disciples these keys. But then as we read about earlier, He went and died on the cross. And on that cross, He made a way for us to come into a relationship with God. What could be better than connecting with the most positive person in the whole world? Yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> All the time. Yeah. Isn't that an amazing thought? In Romans 15, 13, you can write that says, the God of all hope. And Jesus came and he died on the cross. But who knows that Jesus is not on the cross anymore? 
I once heard about a journalist who went to visit a Billy Graham museum. And she walked through and there was crosses everywhere. And she, she looked at all these crosses and she said, asked herself the question, why, why is there no pictures, why is there no crosses with Jesus on them? And Billy Graham had to explain to her because Jesus isn't on the cross anymore. So where is Jesus now? He's in two places. Jesus can do that. He's pretty cool. Jesus is at the right hand of the Father and he's in your heart. And so Paul, and it's kind of the scripture title for this month as we wrap up in a few minutes. Paul says this amazing statement. He says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. So to think about that for a moment, to think Jesus who rose on the cross, who's victorious over sin and everything that we could face, wants to come and live on the inside of us. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. If you look into this scripture, and many Christians would know this, Christ isn't Jesus' last name. He was known as Jesus of Nazareth, but he was called Jesus Christ because the word Christ means anointed one. He was the resurrected one. He was Christ. And so Jesus, who is the resurrected one, the anointed one, wants to come and reside in you. With his perfect purity, with his perfect power, with his perfect holiness, with his perfect positivity and faith, (laughs) with his perfect joy, the saviour of all mankind wants to come and reside inside of little old Josh. He wants to go to work with me tomorrow. He wants to go to school. He wants to go to university. And Paul the Apostle had this realization that Christ lived on the inside of him and was strengthening him. You see, today, positive thinking is a thing that's talked about a lot, isn't it? Being a positive person. I can be a positive person, but there's a whole other step of just being a positive person. I can be a positive person with Christ inside of me. (laughs) Wow. And I love what Pastor Stuart was talking about. He talked about moving beyond our negativity and having a negativity fast. Because I found that to walk with God, you have to look up. You have to look up. You have to lift above. Come on, above the clouds, the sun is always shining. Have you ever hopped on a plane? (laughs) And it's been storming and rain clouds. It's commotion. The, you, 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 the plane launches and it goes up into the turbulence and it's like, Wah! and then all of a sudden, isn't it? In seconds, it just pops up, pops up over. And you think, look at all that cloud down there. And here I am in the sun. This is what happens when Christ lives inside of our hearts. There's commotion all around us, but through faith and Him in the inside, we pop up above the clouds. I got three points today on negativity real quick. Thank you, Katja. Number one, negativity reflects inner defeat. God wants to heal the inner defeat in your heart so that you can rise above with the positivity of God. If you never give up on God, God will never give up on you. Number two, negativity always justifies itself. Doesn't it? Everyone thinks this. It's all too hard. I have a hundred million excuses of why this can't happen. But remember, with God, all things are possible. Point number three, negativity chooses your friends for you. (laughs) But come on, can I say positivity chooses your friends for you as well? Hey, be one of those people at work that gossip is the last, you're the last person that the gossip gets to. 
been happening for months in our workplace. I had no idea. <laughs> Learn how to laugh. Negativity chooses your friends for you. Like attracts like, me, myself, and I. But come on, faith attracts. Faith is the land, positivity is the landing strip for faith in your life with God. Father, we thank you today on this beautiful, fresh Sunday morning. We thank you, God. Your word says, it is finished. You've made a way. It is finished for us to rise up in dreams. And like Matt and Taylor, come on, when we've been thinking small, God is enlarging us and he's calling us up into the things of God. He's calling us into hope. Come on, he's calling us into truth. He's calling us into the place where we walk with God above the circumstances, into the place of hope today. Come on, whatever's taken your faith, come on right now, hand it to Jesus. Trust him again. Trust his faithfulness. Trust his grace. Trust his provision for your life. Sometimes God does things so differently to how we would think they could be done. But if we'll just trust him, come on, God never never quits on you, friend. God will never quit on you if you will never quit on God. Uh, that's for someone today. Come on. God will never, ever, ever quit on you. God never will quit on you. He will always remain faithful if you hang on to Jesus. And I thank you, God, for every person this morning. Thank you for your grace and your goodness. God, there might even be people this morning who are very positive, doing very well, thank you. But they've never accepted Christ, Jesus, into their inner life to walk with God, to let His bigness and His peace and His healing work on the inside of their heart. And that today, friend, is the best decision you could ever make. Many people think that life is, they've got to do it all by themselves. But God never made it that way. He always made it that a Savior would live with you on the inside of you. That would redeem and restore you and point you towards the potential that God's placed in your heart and in your life. So God, we thank you this morning for this wonderful day at Freshwater Church. We thank you today for your healing power moving across this meeting. And we thank you, God, for your wonderful peace that's available to us through Christ Jesus. Help us, we pray, this week as we begin our fasting and prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.